Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Enjoy a typical afternoon in New York City. Who is that? Groceries, man. My name is Paul Kersey. How's my life? I'm sorry. She died a few minutes ago, Mr. Kersey. Any chance of catching these men? There's a chance, sure. Just a chance. I'd be less than honest if I gave you more hope, Mr. Kersey. This is Paul Kersey. This is the story of a man who decided to clean up the most violent town in the world. Listen to the real. Give me the money. He begins where all the super cops leave off. Bugging has gone down by how much, sir? Nine fifty a week to four seventy. You reported last week. You understand not too many people know that. And uh, you want to keep it that way, huh? Oh no, we have to keep it that way, Inspector. This whole city would explode. This person is listening to my voice. I urge him in the name of law and order to desist from this one-man crusade and turn himself into the police. Let's see the money, man. Call him a mad vigilante. Call him a hero. Either way, he's always on target. We want you to get out of New York permanently. Never make a death wish, because a death wish always comes true. And you get to love it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
dude. Whoa, dude, dude, no. Oh. Hello. How Are we, we still should. on? Uh, yeah, if my computer doesn't crash tonight, <laughs> it, it's the, it's going to be a big fucking deal. I'll tell you now. Because uh, it's coming, people. It's coming. Well, I just well, want I'll, I just want everyone out there to be prepared for when well, it happens. Also be prepared that I've been having some minor technical issues with my internet. So if I hang up all of a sudden, don't panic. I'll be back in a second. Okay. <laughs> Now, amidst all this technical ruckus, uh, oh, by the way, welcome to Movie Sucktastic. This is the welcome. movie podcast yeah. um, where we review bad movies. Uh, so there are sometimes some good ones. This is episode number 170-something? 171. Ah, got it. And uh, before we start our review for t- this episode, which is God Death Wish, it. Charles yes, Bronson, 1974, uh, we're going to have a special guest uh, call for about 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, yes, 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 yes. And I'm gonna—he's uh, been waiting in the wings. Uh, as long as my computer him. doesn't crash. Well, that's the hope. Yes. Uh, and if, and it, does, if it, we'll, it does, it's not on purpose. I promise. If it does, we'll blame it on him. Uh, but uh, we have uh, Gino Cuddy calling in. He's a, a longtime listener who's got some uh, movie-related stuff going on. He wants to talk about, cool. and we said, "Yeah, yeah, give us a call." Definitely. So uh, I don't know. So how while he's we while in. we wait for him to call in. Yep. We can we can do a little uh, you know a little preface you know of what we're doing. Uh, we're doing Death Wish, Charles Bronson. Ni- ni- uh, Yours is the right way. I'm just kidding. Okay. Relax. I'm not correcting you. Yeah, because you always do. Uh, and I'm usually when right. I'm usually right most wrong. of the time. Well, no. See, when you correct me, <laughs> I'm always saying it differently than you do. But it's also not incorrect. Both versions are usually correct. No, usually not. Oh. <laughs> uh. so, okay, but when I correct you, you've got the name. Uh, you like used you you pronounce it differently. But when you correct me, it's because I used the wrong name entirely or something. Yeah, Gino, are you there? Yes. Ah, welcome to the show, Gino. Uh, well, uh, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, probably about three or forty million different things at one time. Um. I'm gonna push. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put real quick. I'm gonna push uh, the screen over outside of the video because it sh- it shows your phone number. <laughs> Unless you want that number shown because you're gonna use that for your big announcement. I'm not sure. So it's out of the screen unless you don't want it there. Well, you know, you never know if there's gonna be a beautiful girl, you know, watching the show. She could probably. Uh, just hear my voice and say, "Hey, that guy sounds like uh, he's kind of cute. Let's uh, let me call him up." You know. So, hey, uh, mistakes so, have their perks. Mistakes have their perks. You so know? is that a yes? You want your number displayed or not? <laughs> uh, well, for the sake of uh, this, uh, probably not. Okay. Um. So yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. So you have a big announcement. Well, I have a I have a couple of them. Um, okay. The the what I have going on right now um, is I'm going to be starting a, a talk show on public access. Okay. Uh, it's it's in uh, Middle Middlesex County. It's in oh sorry about that. It's in Middlesex <laughs> County, but um, I should be able to do a Google Plus Hangout, and the whole now, world should be able to hear it. I'll, now I'll for see people, if I can get that going. Not in the know. It's called Gino in the Evening. This is Middlesex County, New Jersey. 
No, Middlesex County in uh, Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where, that's, yeah, I, I guess you could call me a Connecticut, um, oh. if, if, if you'd like. Well, um, I'm say that Joey was wrong. Hey, <laughs> there's only uh, a whole handful well, of, well, of Middlesex he, well, counties. Well, certainly wrong about, uh, about uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney and gravity, but uh, come on, don't knock the poor dude. <laughs> uh, that's still up for debate. Anyway... Uh, all right, so uh, no, sh- I, I think we pretty much got you beat. Me, me, and Scott. Uh, you know, majority rules that movie's uh, a no go. <laughs> wow. So, what's your show about, Gino? What are you going to be doing on the show? Oh well, my show is sort of going to be like a news talk show. We're going to be talking about current events, things that crawl up my ass, and uh, I'm going to be having uh, some lo- uh, local uh, artists on the show. Uh, gonna be uh, probably interviewing people like over the phone, like like my Facebook friends, of which I've many that are in the film community, like uh, Tom Stathis, uh, Eric Grayson, who's a film archivist. Um, I and uh, Matthew Conium. I actually recently uh, just got Matthew Conium's book, The Notated Marx Brothers, um, and uh, my name is actually mentioned in the acknowledgments of that book. Um, wow, very cool. Shame, sh- shameless plug here. Uh, the Annotated Marx Brothers is on sale now from McFarland uh, Books. Matthew Conium, he's a great guy, and uh, I've read, I've skimmed through his book. It's a great, great book on the Marx Brothers if you ever want to know the origins behind a lot of their jokes. So it's a great book. I insist you picking it up. It's Some people say it's the best book about the Marx Brothers since Joe Adamson's Groucho, Harpo, Chico, and sometimes Zeppo, which I believe is fact. Wow. So, uh, as, as far as my movie stuff uh, going on, um, I recently well, networked and connected. Well, real quick, real quick, let's let's sell your 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 show properly. Uh, it's in Middlesex County, uh, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, do you have a phone number people can call in, and how can they see your show if they let's say don't live in your local area? Is this also going to be online? Or is this strictly going to be a call-in if they're not in your area? Well, the thing is, and uh, this is what I was uh, thinking about doing, was, you know, doing sort of like, uh, you know, like what Don Imus does and does like a simulcast, you know, television and radio. Sure. Um, I recommend Ustream. (laughs) Ustream? Really? Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Uh yeah, yeah be because I, I remember uh, last time, uh, I think it was uh, you were re- uh, reviewing uh, Times Square. Yeah. Uh, the, it just completely, like, whew, went out. You and, know, and, like, and, and we were wondering what, what, what happened here. And that's going um, to happen tonight, because we, <laughs> we, we did not properly <laughs> test Ustream in time to do it tonight. So uh, we're still on live stream for this evening. Just the amount of problems that I've had, I just hope that that is incentive for everyone to just use something else entirely, such as Ustream. So if you do a simulcast, that's awesome. Um, I can't wait to tune in. I, uh, what night is it going to be on? Um, well, see, I don't have the, the kinks worked out just yet. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure if I want to do... Uh, I think I might, uh, as far as you know, broadcasting out to the world, I might just do audio, uh, because, you know, video inside the... Inside, cause See, I'm going to be simulcast. I'm actually going to be inside of a TV studio uh, doing this. So, you know, it, it might be kind of hard to do the video because, uh, you know, you might just be show- seeing my lower chin or something. So I was thinking about just doing uh, video, I mean, j- doing video 
uh, for public access and uh, doing audio for like you know nation for national. Okay. Um, cool. But uh, it's going to be called uh, Gino in the evening. Um, we uh, we have to get things sorted out. I have to actually go to the studio tomorrow and uh, sort out graphics um, with uh, my production assistant Brian Day, who's a great fellow. Uh, he designed uh, the Gino in the Evening logo. Very great, uh, great gentleman there. Um, and uh, the whole the whole crew over at uh, Comcast Public Access and uh, Cromwell's great people. Tyler Kittleman, uh, Joe Adams, great people. Um, and uh it's it's going to be a great show um there might be some things on there that might be that might be a little controversial but hey you know people really you know haven't really been pushing the envelope because people are afraid to be uh to not to be on pc i guess is what what people would say i mean you know the, yeah. the thing is is that i think nowadays people are a bit too sensitive to certain things and so you know we we, we got to we got to get outside of our comfort zones sometimes and talk about certain things that really need discussed. Well, cable access so. is uh, is a perfect place to uh, to do all of that. Definitely. So that's very very cool. So when you have the kinks all ironed out, make sure you let us know so we can we can properly sell it for you uh, on the night promote, and the time and, and well, that's another word to use. All right. So so now that that's out of the way, you uh, have something movie wise. So what do you have for that? Oh boy, this this is something. Um, just just to give a, a little bit of preamble, okay. um, in 1984, uh, a gentleman by the name of Giorgio Moroder uh, cobbled together a reconstructed version of Fritz Lang's 1927 silent classic, Metropolis, in which he color tinted the film and added music by Freddie Mercury, Pat Benatar, Bonnie Tyler, a whole bunch of you know basically MTV's top artists at the time. Um, that film, that version of the film in and of itself became a cult classic. Um, and then in 1998, a gentleman by the name of Wayne J. Keeley um, decided to release his own version of F.W. Murnau's 1922 classic, Nosferatu, A Symphony of Horror. Um, but he did something different than uh, other people had done. He, uh, he tinted the film. Uh, for years, the film was only available in a black-and-white form, which it wasn't originally. It was actually color-tinted when it first came out back in 1922. So he color-tinted the film. Uh, in addition, uh, he, had an, he had a filmed introduction by none other than the late, great David Carradine, and he added a score by uh, Typo Negative, uh, a great band uh, who sadly no longer performs due to the death of Peter Steele. Uh, they were a great uh, heavy metal uh, band out of Brooklyn, and uh, it just snapped together. So me being an admirer of that particular version of the film, I decided to, you know, look him up, and I called him. He actually lives right here in Connecticut. I'm not going to reveal where, but he actually lives right here in Connecticut. And uh, for what it started out as was I was just merely going to interview the guy, and that, would be, that was going to be the end of it. But then he discovered the Facebook page that I built for it, um, and he said, wow, th th this, this is great, you know, because for a long time, you know, since the DVD uh, version of his film was out, has been out of print, um, it really hasn't been accessible. Um, so he, me and him, you know, got together, and we're looking to get, uh, we're looking to get at least uh, 1,000 to 2,000 likes on that page. Um, it's facebook.com slash Nosferatu, N-O-S, F-E-R-A-T-U, The First Vampire, 
V A M P I R E. Um, and uh, we're looking to get a thousand likes because we're we're thinking about doing something big. Uh, I can't quite reveal what we're planning on doing now, but um, basically what we're thinking about doing is you know something big. And we're thinking about uh, attaching a pretty big name celebrity to it. I can't reveal the name of that celebrity yet, but it's somebody who is deeply, deeply inspired by German expressionist filmmaking and, you know, has... You bull! Know, huh? <laughs> is it you bull? As long as it's not Rob Zombie, I'm behind it. Uh, does the film? I'm not gonna say. No, no, that no, no. Game. <laughs> you don't no, have to. No, but, but, no it's but, okay. Uh, you don't but, have to. Uh, <laughs> But but does uh, and this might give it away. Does does the <laughs> does the film title uh, Nightmare Before Christmas mean anything to you? Of course it does. Yeah, constant annoyance. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, you know, I mean, you know, you got to cut him some slack there. At least, at least I, he, you know, was inspired by uh, some some great uh, films. <laughs> you know, I mean, but uh, you know that that's basically um, what I've been up to i mean life's been kind of hectic but uh i've been networking with lots of uh, different uh producers and uh this latest uh thing um again we're looking because the thing is and the reason why we want to get so many likes is because kino international um who owns the american uh distribution rights to the original version of the film nostratus symphony of horror um they recently, um, back in 2011, I believe, released the Marauder version, I believe, for a uh, limited release in theaters, but gave it a huge DVD and Blu-ray release. Um, and that's what we're pretty much looking to do uh, with this uh, version. Um, anybody who remembers the, the typo negative version of Nostratu, um, you know, you, 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 you know you want to see that on the big screen and in Blu-ray. Um, so... But in order to get uh, Kino's attention, we have to attain at least uh, 1,000 to 2,000 likes. Um, right now, we're looking to at least get 500, but our, our goal, our long-term goal, is to get at least 2,000 likes. And uh, I will um, put in the chat um, the link to that page, and I will also send the link to uh, Joey and uh, Scott so that they uh, can promote it. Well, it's, uh, just to let you know, if uh, if our listeners go to our Movie Sucktastic Facebook page, it's already shared there, so you can go there and like it from there and check it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't uh, know that. Uh, I, thank I you for that. It, I just did it now. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, have you guys uh, given any uh, consideration to uh, reviewing the uh, film Old Enough? Yes, no, it's, it's on our list. Uh, yes, we sir. got that suggestion from you uh, when we were doing the uh, Times Square episode. Uh, what, we're gonna, uh, what we're in the process of doing is either on the website or the blog or somewhere, starting to compile a list of films that have been recommended for review by our listeners that we are intending to review. So people know that we're hearing these, recommend, these requests and that we're queuing them up. Yeah, because uh, I noticed, you know, like some podcasts, you know, don't, don't even, you know, take... Uh, you know, them and to take uh, requests into consideration. I mean, there's this one podcast uh, that I won't go into um, because, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they may be listening to this podcast, huh? No, I know them. They suck. Uh, <laughs> terror <laughs> transmission? Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. 
Uh, I, was, I was talking about terror transmission, uh, okay. but, you know, I, I sent them a suggestion a while back since, you know, they covered Nosferatu and everything to cover Metropolis. But anyway, um, you know, I think it's great that, you know, I, I love movie fantastic. Um, you know, they, well, I you. mean, you guys always take requests into consideration and, you know, from talking with you, I mean, I know you two lead very busy lives, but from getting to know you uh, personally on Facebook, you two are very down-to-earth people. Um, some some of the politics I may not agree with, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Joe, you, Joe, J- Joey's down-to-earth. I'm a jerk. <laughs> well, you know, one of us has to be Steve Martin. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, you know, I, I look forward to, you know, doing the show, and I will... In fact, uh, send out uh, the the link uh, when, when I do intend on doing it, and and I think I will uh, build a Facebook page for it uh, as as well, um, and put some links up there. Yeah, definitely um, let us know, especially if you put if you start uh, putting out audio of the Gino show. Uh, be sure to uh, let us know for if you do specific shows that might have a movie theme that we can promote cross promote. Yeah, it would definitely be. Well, looking forward to doing that with you. Sure, absolutely. Thank you, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you know getting uh, the the word out there. You know, as far as my stuff and you know everything else. I mean, you know, Wayne's uh, trying right now to to work with me, but you know the thing is is that you know he has a son. His name is Wyatt, and uh, he's having a, a hard time because his son has muscular dystrophy, and you know. It would be great if, uh, you know, the listeners out there who, you know, have uh, an open heart as well as an open pocketbook could uh, go uh, to GoFundMe and support Wheels for Wyatt because um, uh, Wayne's really been trying to support his son who has muscular dystrophy and, you know, it's like an uphill battle trying to support support him. So if uh, you guys can uh, head over there because once that's all taken care of, Wayne and I could focus on our project. Um so, you know, if you, you all can do that, that would be uh, great as well. Sure. Um, and yeah. uh, I just no, want like to you know, wrap things up. Huh? It sounds like a great cause. That's uh, GoFundMe and Wheels for Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Keeley. Uh, K-E-E-L-E-Y. Wyatt Keeley. Um, and uh, I just want to, you know, wrap things up because I know you guys got to get to the review of... Uh, the the ever lovely Charles Bronson and uh, Dino De Laurentiis' Death Wish, you know, you know, it would be great as if you did like a three hour uh, Dino De Laurentiis spectacular, and you did, uh, and you did King no. Kong seventy six, uh, Orca, <laughs> and you did King Kong Liz, which according to Joey was the bee's knees um, from uh, when I called in previously. Um, well, apparently, uh, to- out of the films you mentioned, I've seen Orca recently, and I, I wouldn't mind doing that in the near future. And King Kong, and any King Kong or Godzilla film is going to be a good. I mean, any American King Kong or Godzilla film is going to be good father because they all suck. So, uh, <laughs> well, except for the 1933 one, that one's a classic. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I haven't seen Orca in forever. <laughs> That's the one with uh, uh, what's his face, the alcoholic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much everybody in Hollywood, Joe. Peter. <laughs> why can't I remember his last name? The Peter. Irish guy, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I think he's. I think he's half Scottish, though. Uh, <laughs> what's his? What's, he's wearing, what, he wears what, a what sweater is, all through the film. It's like this the really ratty, uh, just nasty sweater. It, it, it's. It's. It's like. It's. It's horrible. Uh, Richard Harris. 
Oh, you know, I was, for whatever reason, I wasn't thinking Richard Harris. I was thinking the other guy, uh, my favorite year. Um, Peter O'Toole? Peter O'Toole. I don't know why I was no. thinking Peter O'Toole. Hey, you know what? Those two are almost fucking interchangeable. So let, let's not... Uh, all right. Let, all right. Then, you know what? Then if you're going to say that, you can't knock on me when I say I get uh, Hank Azaria and Ben Gazzara mixed up. Okay? <laughs> well, listen. Well, well, one of them was in Godzilla 1998, and the other one was in better movies, probably. Um, you know, because that is a lot of Yeah, fish. they're only separated um, by 40 years, too. Yeah, At least between, Richard Harris and, and, and Peter they, O'Toole, they're, they're almost the same age. They they have, the, they're, they're both alcoholics. They're almost the no same age. age. In, they almost kind of look alike, too. No, they're all the same age on the screen, and that's where it counts. They're ageless once they hit the screen, Joey. Oh, is that it? Yes, that's yeah, right. yeah. That's, you know, it's like uh, it's like you know, basically <laughs> in like your sitcoms where you got like you know, if it's set in a high school setting, you got like uh, forty to fifty year olds walking in the background as students. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Oh, we did yeah. zapped. We definitely know that. Yeah. Yep. Like what? like in Saved by the Bell, you see uh, Zach talking to this dude, and he's like, uh, and and Zach is like twenty seven, and the and the the other dude's like one hundred and five. <laughs> but they're classmates. So. So yeah, I uh, just wanted to wrap things up and uh, right, say uh, say thank you for uh, allowing me to have the special call in. I know you guys don't do this th that often, but I'd like oh. to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and uh, hopefully have a great show. I'll I'll uh, be uh, watching uh, the rest of it. Well, great, just great. just know that your portion did not crash, so that's a good thing. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad my star didn't crash. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Uh, uh, I, I got uh, it. Uh, I got it. Caroline Monroe, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Know yeah, what we, I mean? We we reviewed it. We know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, Gino. And uh, oh boy, yeah. you know you know what I'm you know what I just recently got because I've been getting into Mill Creek lately. I got uh, 100 greatest cult classics as their driving movie classics and B movie blast uh, uh, 50 movie packs and driving cult classics 32 movie collection and. I'm getting in the mail, um, uh, Sci-Fi Invasion, which has uh, which has Escape from Galaxy Three, A.K.A. Star Crash Two. So oh, yeah, really? wow, look at that. Yeah, very great. cool. I'm 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 getting some I'm getting uh, the cream of the crap, uh, quality crud, if you will. Um, and uh, that's what movie Fantastic's all about. So uh, I'd like to wrap things up by saying uh, thank you, um, and I hope you guys have a great rest of the show. Thanks, Gino. Thanks a lot, Gino. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Did I lose you, Scott? Oh, for Christ's sakes! <laughs> oh yeah, my computer's gonna crash. Oh, I thought I could go too. I thought you hung. Wait, what's good? Wait, am I, I calling? I'm calling you. Hello? Gino. I told you, I'm sorry. What did you do that for? I don't know. The Skype is driving me crazy. <laughs> You're killing me, dude. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh, all right. So, you know what? Uh, technical difficulties, obviously, because they're both in a... Oh, for Christ's sakes. I have to... Um... I gotta delete this. You know what? I don't even know how to fucking do that. Here, let's do this. Ah, there we go. That's better. Jesus Christ, man. It's not my fault. This new Skype thing is fucking ridiculous. 
<sighs> well, it's not anyway. actually. It's not entirely your fault. Um, the group call was still connected yeah. to all of us, so I had oh. to delete it. So okay. now, now everything's okay. So it's Gino's fault. Uh, yes, it is actually. Okay. Just uh, had had he called in on Skype? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Gino mentioned just briefly. Gino said that we you know we don't do this that often, and he's right. We don't, but we would like to. We would really like to. Sure. So you know, so if you're one of our listeners and you have something uh, that you want to promote, or uh, you know, occasionally we do a guest reviewer, and we wouldn't mind doing more of those. So you know, you know, keep us in mind. Give a shout out. Let us know. I, I just said shout out. I'm sorry. I'll I'll, I'll injure myself later. It's okay if you didn't draw attention to it it wouldn't have been a big deal I, but, but you no, did but i have to because I, I have to point out my mistakes anyway anyway right now uh are death we, wish uh, death wish is okay. on yep so um, so as, as well it was interesting that that gino mentioned uh, uh the drive-in um stuff i just found a drive-in mm-hmm. classic channel on roku which all they oh. do is like these shitty you know drive-in uh, uh cult films i i find neat. it interesting that Gino was plugging his show while in the background, uh, Jeff Goldblum was raping a woman. In her mouth. Yes. <laughs> I kill rich cunts! <laughs> so, if you're going to promote your, your show, you definitely want to do it during a rape sequence. Always the oh, best. yeah. I mean, people are going to have all eyes and hopefully ears uh, on what's going on as well. And, and Gino, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> That's right. And don't so, you forget uh, it. Uh, do you want us? Do you want to launch us into the uh, the Death Wish, which is uh, not really was a, my. It was what? <laughs> nah, no, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I, I missed it. I no, I, I, you said, do I want to? And I said, not really. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. No. Uh, no, no uh, our last episode no, I, we reviewed I, I, Times I, I, Square. That's right. And I and challenged you to Death Wish. Yes, the theme, the connection was New York, but then uh, you you made a, a pretty a, a fine joke of. Uh, it's a girl that doesn't talk much. Uh. Well, that too. I mean, <laughs> not. It's a stretch, but it's it was still funny. <laughs> now, now, had I, had had we not reviewed Patrick, and I knew about the film, I might re- I might ch- have challenged that to you. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. practically catatonic, living in her eyes. That's it. <laughs> but um, uh, now, speaking of the links between the two films, uh, I, I want to. I know we haven't even talked about Death Wish yet, but I just want to mention, as, as far as between the two of them, a lot in a lot of our review of Times Square had to do with the soundtrack. Yes. And I would like to point out the soundtrack in Death Wish. Uh, oh, Herbie the, Hancock. Herbie Hancock soundtrack, which I was totally not digging for the first two thirds of the film. Nah. Am I? Not just me. No, no, no. I, okay, I, I, I don't want to say I have a problem with this film. I've never been a real fan of the first Death Wish. I don't hate the movie by any means. Oh, no, but no. Death Wish 2, Death Wish 3 is where it's fucking at. If you want to talk about Death Wish movies, the third one, the the, the one with the, um, the gangs in L.A. Oh, That's the best. That That's is the favorite. best one. Fuck it, there's a missile launcher at one point. I mean, come on, neo Nazis. The 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 main villain is the the deadbeat father from Superman three. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's great. My it's which my just, favorite Death Wish, which I just rewatched recently. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Oh, okay, well we can talk about now, the junkyard scene again. Yeah, I'll never get now, tired of talking about the junkyard scene in Superman three. No, it's fucking awesome. Uh, now, uh, 
this soundtrack for Death Wish by Herbie Hancock was yeah. nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Original Score for Motion yeah. Picture. Yeah, I. I mean, they're now, just recognizing think, Herbie Hancock's talent, obviously. because now I watched Death Wish two first because I was going through a Death Wish phase, oh. and Death Wish two is even worse because it has those kind of weird, uh, like synthesizer. It's just like really, just like someone with a synthesizer just fucking around. Yeah. When did the second Not, one come out? Was that a couple of years later? Seventy six. I think it was like it was almost like the next year. They like rushed that shit right oh, out. Wow. I don't have I don't have it in front of me. Um, what year did this come out? This was 72, 74, 74. That's right, because the book yeah. came out in 72, and this came out only a couple years later. Oh, I'm sorry. Death Wish 2 was 10 years later, 82. Was it that fucking long? Yeah, then Death Wish 3, they cranked out uh, three in years 85. later. Death Wish 4. What? Uh, yeah. 85. Uh, and 80... then 4 came out in 87. No, 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 so I know. It... I Well, yeah. yes. 83, 85 was Death Wish 3. You're right. Right. Um, and then Death Wish Five was that—that that was the last one. I think that came out in '89. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one with the the remote control basketball, or balloon. I forget which. Yeah, I know. I've to this day I've never seen Death Wish Five. I've seen them all. I, I've never seen. I've, <laughs> and believe me, I, I aspire to see them all, but I've I've never ever gone out of my way to see the fifth one. I just for whatever reason, no, no, no there is a reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um now. Uh, yeah, so just to wrap up Herbie Hancock thing, the soundtrack, the first two parts, I don't like, but all of a sudden, it gets funky in the last act. All of a sudden, you get that, like, 70s disco kind of, uh, you know, the waka chicka. As soon as the cop starts tailing him, it, it goes funk. I, I could out. easily envision pornography to this music. Yeah, great. That, that, yeah, that's, the, that's, the that's the type of music. Yep. Or at least, at least halfway through, when he starts becoming a vigilante, if you're trying to do this whole, this is the, you know, this music is the psychology of the main character. Then don't wait until the cop starts trailing him before you start laying down the funk. Do <laughs> rub it on, rub it in there early. Get get it going. Um, uh, you're right. It's not a great film. No, uh, it's definitely flawed. Uh, the, the trailer that we played at the beginning of the movie, yeah, uh, the beginning of the show. Uh, 70s horrible trailers and that's got to be one of the worst I've ever heard I mean this, the, the opening of the trailer for a split second I thought was fucking whiplash uh, it just <laughs> just it's just whoa <laughs> thanks, Her thanks Herbie Th thank you Herbie Th Th thanks Herbie <laughs> um, New York walk the streets and and one thing that uh, and I, I actually watched this movie about six months ago and i decided to re even though i don't ha i didn't have to rewatch it for the review tonight i decided i wanted to because i like keeping the films fresh in my head you know oh, you, you've got to revisit them yeah well only because i know you're going to mention something and if i try trying to remember from six months ago it, it's the, the the review doesn't go as in my head doesn't go as smooth for me it, it doesn't work out as much as i would I like dig. it to so i watched it last night and something that I thought of six months ago that, in rewatching it last night, I remembered, Charles Bronson is not a good actor. <laughs> he is, he's not. What, well, what, you know when he's a great actor? When he doesn't have to talk much. Because he, at his face, it delivers the performance. You know? Valachi Papers. Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Um, you know, movies like that. Uh, this movie where he has to emote ain't happening. 
Like yeah, when he, he when when he gets mugged for the first time and he has the sock full of quarters and he's you know he, he knocks the guy out he goes right back to his apartment uh well actually there's a scene before that i'll do that in a second but he goes back to his apartment does a drink and he's shaking like crazy he's just it's like it's you're not convincing me you're not or this the uh, earlier when the doctor comes out and he tells uh, his son-in-law oh yeah she's doing fine oh yeah your wife's dead it's like <laughs> worst bedside manners ever <laughs> now I, I want to but mention he starts that. shaking in that scene and they have a close-up yeah. like of his face and his eyes and it's like is it that bad that they do this close-up for literally two or three seconds and then fade out it just not a good performance by him you, you, you mentioned the doctor i just want to mention this very briefly uh I, i'm gonna make me make some comparisons to the book and when i was re-watching it that scene came up and he's like yeah your, your wife didn't make it it's like i, I had the same reaction you did it's like jesus christ man you want, you want to ease into that yeah but in, I, 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 was, I went back and uh, reread the book just to uh, refresh myself with that, too. And same thing in the book. Like, in the book, it mentions, like, it, it even says, like, the doctor didn't even care. It was like, he's, he's been numb to this shit. So it, it's interesting, that the stuff that they did keep from the book. Like, just a little thing like that where the doctor said, yeah, I'm not going to come for you. You know, it, it's, it's New York City. Your wife's dead. Rape to death. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. The fly himself. Brundle fly. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting bigger. <laughs> um, but, but you're right. He, he doesn't emote well. Uh, not at I, all. I, I think, I, think Terribly. I, I noticed that as well. Uh, he he can do kind of happy, and he can do kind of angry, and then anything else outside of that range is just like, okay, he's leaning more towards happy... <laughs> Oh, you mean like uh, later on the film when he's blasting music and practically doing the, the mambo? Exactly. <laughs> Turn it up. I can't hear it. <laughs> Come on. It's like, Dad, what's the... I got to live my life, don't I? It's like, yeah, but she died a week ago. Yeah, but I've killed three people with a gun, and I feel great. And, and the problem is they're trying to show mood swings in the character, and it's hard to show mood swings with somebody who doesn't really give emotion that well so it's almost like they had to do it just on the level of how he's yelling so okay mm -hmm. in the beginning you're going to yell happy but then ap after he asks you a couple questions you're going to yell sad and angry so i can do, i can do that and then i'll dig and i'll dig and i'll dig and i'll dig some more sure charlie or as my father calls him charlie bronson dad <laughs> no one ever calls him that except Not you to his face for for as long as I've been alive, I've only ever heard my father refer to him as Charlie Bronson. <laughs> um, Charlie, now, possibly the most unmacho man name ever. <laughs> next to next to Mortimer and uh, Fauntleroy. Uh, sure. <laughs> now, if if you're like me, you you went you know you go back and revisit the film, and everybody in their head, Death Wish, all you think is, oh yeah, that's the film where Charles Bronson runs around and shoots people. Yeah. Uh, but what, what you always forget until you watch it again for the first time is, mm -hmm. oh, wait, it opens up with Charles Bronson in a Speedo. <laughs> ah! And my second thought is, God damn, he's in amazing shape for like 50. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, it's like, holy, uh, why, he doesn't need a gun. He could kick the... F no, he, 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 he's got a couple of guns already. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Under the gun show. <laughs> women and children free and, and it's <laughs> odd you, you have an uh, an older guy uh, who uh, honestly the, his body is the more attractive part of his I, mean, I don't I don't think he's handsome 
Is no. he? Is he? I, no, he's not a handsome. I don't know man. why he he has that stupid mustache. But I mean, he he became known for it. But he's just a thing. You he's, know, people like he's that. like only that much better looking without it. But the key is he's better looking without it. I, I think he <laughs> is better looking with it, but that's just me. Um, I think he's one of the few guys who can pull off a mustache. That's me. No, no, no. Um, but I so. uh, it's it, it's just odd. You have somebody like in that good of shape, like you're saying, especially you know, and uh, and through the whole film they just make sure he's wearing bulky coats and not at any point is he like stripped down to a t-shirt he's like oh you know i got shot but you know <laughs> yeah we'll let him flex a little come on uh, uh um yeah he, he covers up those uh those guns through the whole movie except in, like you said when they're in hawaii in the opening shot <laughs> which now the opening shot at the beginning of the film we meet his wife and in the book you never meet the wife uh, the book starts with him at his office and he gets the call, and the book is mostly in the character's head. It's it's a lot of um, character development and you know uh, inner monologue, and it, and it traces the the emotional and mental descent after the tragedy strikes his family. Uh, oh, clown so, hammer! <laughs> clown hammer's coming. Are we are we going to jump to that right now because it's showing? Or, or I mean, we, we can. Wait? Well, what we can do, we could just br- mention briefly that the author. Um, what was his name? Something Garfield. Brian Garfield. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for this movie. So mm-hmm. any changes that he made to for the film for the adaptation to screen might have been something. It's like yeah, it works well, you know, in my book, but you know, at you know, adapted to the screen, it works. There's it's clown hammer. <laughs> it works better uh, this way, where it kind of builds uh, maybe some more tension. It shows the love that they have between the two of them because it starts out in Hawaii and he wants to take a picture, wants to take another picture, one more picture. Oh and man. It horrible. Got... It's, and it's horrible. And yeah, it's horrible. Well, it is bad. But it, I yeah. think what he's trying to convey in the film is that they had this really great, you know, uh, love for each other. Right. Um, but whether it works or not, it, you know, it's a different story. But I it, think it, that's why they did it that way. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't know anything. About, I didn't look into anything about the actual screenwriting itself, which is unusual for me. But um, sometimes, like, just because you can write a book doesn't mean you can write a screenplay. And I think that kind of comes through a bit in the uh, yeah, in as the movie. proven time and time again. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the book's better on some levels, but just because it was written for a different, you know, Uh, from a different perspective for the book. Right. Um, I mean, anybody listening or watching who's not familiar with Death Wish, God forbid, uh, it's it's about uh, the main character who is... uh, The character's uh, Paul Kersey in the film, Paul Benjamin in the book. In the book, he's an an accountant. In the movie, he's an architect. And uh, that's pretty much the only differences you really need to know. And it's all pretty much the same. Uh, He lives in New York City... Uh, one Any day reason why uh, the name change, the last name change? Uh, it just seems like I, a, such a small thing, like a why bother thing to do. Uh, sometimes it's just because it's easier to pronounce on screen uh, if you have a weird name. Because I'll tell you personally, uh, I mean, remember like watching Crank? Yeah. And and his the main character's name is Chev Chelios. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, and everybody that's saying his name has a thick accent. And like half an hour of the film is like, I'm still not convinced what this guy's name is. I'm still not a... I had to look it up. It's like half an hour of this film, it's I don't know what his name is. I think <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, it's a, <laughs> And I think they did it on purpose. <laughs> but just yeah, sometimes they'll just you. change the name. Yeah. I mean, they just want to make it a more generic, more uh, simple name. 
you know. All right, so let's pull up this first picture that you have here. No, no, no. Here. Hang on. Hang no? on. Okay. You want to? Well, okay. You want to introduce it? Fine. Well, I just want to get more into the. I was just anything else. I wanted. That's my big finish. My big finish. Joey's got a slideshow. I'm going to go through you guys. It's not going to take that long. No. Uh, so are we? Are we done with the movie for the slideshow? I, I haven't. I, I was. Well, I was no. I was saying I was. Oh, okay. Just trying to describe the plot. We're, we haven't even like talked about the film itself and, and as a whole. Fine. So I don't want to This you know, is going to be a long episode tonight. No, it's, well, it's not. If I, if I we <laughs> we keep we're doing what we always do. We side trip. We sidestep. So we're we're yeah, almost yeah. hour into the show, and we haven't even given like the main synopsis of the movie. It's Gino's besides, fault. Right. <laughs> no, it's all Gino's fault. But, uh, but okay, yeah. But Paul, Paul's at work. His wife and daughter are brutally raped. The wife right. dies. Uh, the daughter slips into catatonia. And uh, I, I love the scene comes, that's on right now, by the way, not to interrupt you, one? where no, he gets no. the pictures. It's like two weeks later, oh. a month later. Oh, it's like it's it's like, first of all, it's like shit. Yeah. Stuff like that used to take that long. <laughs> so horrible. I'm watching. It's, it's a scene where you're supposed to be like, oh, he's reminded of the love of his life. And all I'm thinking is like, man, remember when you had the send film out to be developed? What the? <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, e- even I in the eighties, they figured that out a little bit. Usually, got it the next day. <laughs> but this is nineteen seventy four, motherfucker. It's it, like, uh, here's my film, and you just let me know when it's ready. Oh, it's like uh, two months later. Oh, okay, it, it's like when we used to have to reserve films at your VHS store. It's like, oh, I want you know, Bloodsport with Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah, that'll be ready in six weeks. What? Yeah, you, you got two hundred people ahead of you. The uh, the um, uh, Robin Williams film One Hour Photo would have been such a different film if it took place in the early seventies. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, I'm sorry. I, Go ahead. It, no, no, it's okay. What I what I love about that scene is one of those things in the film where you, it's like, okay, we we did the whole picture thing as as a setup, and then later we'll reveal it, and it's the, it's supposed to show. Oh, he misses her, and it's supposed to remind her. It's like. He just went to the funeral. His daughter still can't. He doesn't need a ma- rem- reminder. We know. Right. <laughs> so we know. He knows. He's still living in the same apartment. The paint from the rapist is still on their wall. He hasn't even repainted yet. We don't need pictures. <laughs> yeah, and, pictures. and even when he's burying his... Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, see, he's, he, there's pictures around the house of the wife. Oh, he yeah. doesn't need new ones. Well, exactly. And, and when he's burying, burying his wife and... Uh, uh, the the son in law is like uh, you going home. He's like I got to go home sometime. It's like it's literally like two days later. <laughs> and just to clarify, he didn't actually bury his wife. They had a service and the people put it. He didn't actually have to bury her himself. No, well he's Charles Bronson. He might have. Well, you know, <laughs> he did that shit one arm, one handed. <laughs> now, I mean, the film really is kind of drags a lot. Because uh, the film that's takes a, a long a time, the book does too. Uh, he doesn't start killing people like the last fifty pages uh, in the book. Wow. But he really he he takes his time and gets this whole idea of like fighting back and and uh, uh, holy shit! I, did you ever realize that magazines were were advertised so prevalent preval- uh, prevalently uh, so much <laughs> so much <laughs> in the seventies? Uh, I'm not even gonna try. My yeah. tongue's not tongue's fighting me on that one. It's like this film, all these billboards in New York City, and every time you see a billboard, it's for a magazine about vigilantism. It's like, is all they sell magazines? I, I, I haven't seen one porno <laughs> ad yet. I haven't seen one <laughs> billboard for cigarettes. But every time you, every time you see a billboard behind them, it's just uh, this. in this month's weekly review, is the vigilante a good thing or a bad thing? 
Right. Man, magazine subscriptions yeah. were fucking gangbusters back then. I know. Oh, this pen doesn't work. And they were sold by midgets. Uh, yeah, they, they wanted to make sure that little guy got something. I don't know. You, maybe you know maybe it was like make a wish. For, I don't know. It's always a bad call. Uh, remember when we reviewed JD's Revenge? Yeah. And in the beginning, when he buys this hat, uh, there's a guy in the sh sh this like little antique store, and he buys a hat from him, and the guy's got an eye patch. And all of a sudden, I don't care about JD's story. I want to know why this guy with that eye patch is selling hats now. <laughs> What's this guy's back? So as soon as like Charles Bronson says, like the midget says hi to him, he says hi back. First of all, he's on a first name basis with the midget. That's right. He even puts or his hand on his shoulder at one point. Yeah. He's a, he's he's in the kind of thing where they can touch. He can touch him as a hi, yes. So he knows the midget. They're acquainted. <laughs> They're acquainted. I want to know more about this relationship with the midget. Well, yeah. And I also want to know how does the midget reach the magazines on the top rack? Because that thing's a good eight feet, nine feet up in the air. How is he selling those magazines? How maybe is he putting he, them? Maybe up? he had a stool off off you know off camera. I don't know. That high? That's dangerous. He could fall. Oh. And midgets don't heal quickly. That's not a good idea. <laughs> they don't heal. How do you know? That that's that sounds I know. pretty racist. I not racist. You little fuckers it's, don't heal well. It's just a fact. <laughs> it, 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 I'm 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 concerned for the midget. It has I heard, to do. I heard you not, say it just like that too. Yeah, I'm, it's I, that's out of concern. Ah, okay. Now, I just wrote down my uh, potential movie challenges to you before I forget them. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, honestly, there's not much else to talk about in the film except Charles Bronson runs around to shoot people, uh, and then uh, the only other great character in the film is uh, Vincent Gardenia. As the I cop. love him. I love him. Oh, he's great. And he comes back in part two as well. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah, he I does. I forgot. I haven't seen part two in a really long time. Um, I, see, I watched I watched that first. Holly and I were on like a kick. So let's watch Death Wish. It's on Netflix. And we watched two, and then we watched one. And I was, you know, she's, she's like, so what happened to this? Oh, she died here. You know, it's like, I still have it in my head. Uh, now, while we're watching it, yeah. again, and I, I, I mentioned this before, I feel like when I watch films with Holly, because it's almost like it's a one-upmanship to find bizarre things in films, that I'm paying attention more when I watch movies with her, especially rewatching them. So we're watching Death Wish, which I've probably seen a dozen times in my lifetime. She's probably seen it a few. And we get to the airport scene. Uh, slide number one, please, sir. Uh, sure. Let me just put that over in the frame. There uh, we go. Slide number one. Okay, now in slide one, we we just started the airport sequence, and we're very aware that this is a, a 70s film, so these are extras walking around that have been hired to walk around and pretend to be uh, airport people. So the first thing I notice, off to the right here, is the aging beatnik with the pipe. <laughs> he catches my eye. They, they can't just get a bunch of regular people. they got to get people that want to be noticed. So uh, immediately I'm noticing this, this, uh, this aging beatnik guy. So, all right, we've got shit going on in the background. Next slide, please. Uh, Airport picture number two. I should make like a sounder. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Beep. Uh, picture, picture number two, you'll notice that on the left-hand side, we have a cowboy in a poncho. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? Uh -huh. Where's the cowboy going from New York City? He's going to Tucson. Now, in my head, in the, or in my head, as opposed to thinking outside of my body, 
immediately I think, wait a minute, like is this that. a nod to the Western theme of Charles Bronson's career? Because later on in the movie, he makes at the very end, he makes a couple of uh, Western references because he's kind of turned New York City into the Old West, which, and he bought the, he got his gun in Nevada, so it, it's a whole Western theme. But it, it's not really overplayed in the movie at all. Not but Nevada, it's almost like the, he got it in Tucson, Arizona. Arizona, I meant Arizona. Sorry. Okay. Uh, my, my my mistake. It's okay. Now, so so it's it's like okay, are they foreshadowing it? This movie's not that clever. I don't know, but whether no. they meant to or not, there's a cowboy, go- walking towards gate one, uh, one through seven. Yes. Next slide. Beep. <laughs> now, if you look in the background, just to clarify, you can see that the cowboy and the beatnik are both heading towards gates one through seven. They're going towards the gates, right? Yes. That's where you get your planes. I mean, That's is, where they're is, going. Is that like the seven gates of hell? Is that what that's representing, or is that just uh, a coincidence? Well, it, it it's nine la- it's nine layers of hell, isn't it? I thought it was seven gates of hell. Maybe I'm thinking of some. Maybe I'm thinking harm. You're thinking of the end of uh, defending your life when they have the seven tunnels going to heaven. Oh, m- maybe. I think you are, and that's it's, creepy that I would guess that if that is what you're thinking it's about. Possible, but so, I but seven gates of hell rings a bell with me for some reason. So I I just wanted to point out that as uh. Paul meets his stepson, they or son-in-law. They are uh, the the cowboy and the beatnik are heading towards the gates to head towards the plains, and they're they're not just like wandering; they're moving with purpose. Next slide. Beep. Picture four. All right. <laughs> On the left, you'll see a an aging uh, John Lennon wannabe sexually molesting a woman in the middle of the airport. <laughs> yeah, he's they got his whole whole hand on the back of her, her head. It's just like they're walking yeah. in the film. They're walking at a at a speedy clip from the left. They he purposely stops her, tongue gouges her, and then they continue on. <laughs> on the uh, right, you're going to notice a man holding a potted plant. Uh, yes, there he is. Yes, it's not like it's, we're talking. We're talking a five six foot potted tree. <laughs> Where did wait, this guy? Wait, get is a that in this slide? Foot? Yes, on the far right. It? Yes, in this slide on the far right. It's hard to tell now, but you'll see him later. Okay, I'm, I'm not really seeing him in this slide. You're, you're on the slide with the tongue gouging, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very far right, there's a guy with a white scarf. Oh, he, well, okay. I can okay, barely make it, make it out, but... You'll, you'll, you'll see him again. Oh, he, oh, there's a lot of reoccurrences going on. The conspiracy okay. thickens, sir. Next slide. Oh, okay. Beep. <laughs> Just to the left of the son-in-law... You'll see the pimp daddy. Yeah, uh, yep, there he is. We got the pimp daddy with the coat slung over the shoulders, the red-brimmed hat. Pimp daddy is heading towards the gates. The ga- everyone's going. That's where the party is. Right. Now, at this point, I'm merely amused. Next slide. There we go. Next slide. Now, if you look in the upper right-hand corner, coming down the stairs is a guy carrying what looks like to be a giant red clown hammer. <laughs> When I challenged Joey to this film, I told him, Clown Hammer. Then uh, a couple hours before the show, I get a text from Joey, Clown Hammer. <laughs> he found I have. I did Google searches. I could not find any reference to this guy with the Clown Hammer. <laughs> I, I can find nobody. Am I the first person to notice the Clown Hammer? It's a, it's a, you should make your own IMDb thread. And I, just I, just see. What Seriously, the fuck would the, it it, I, it I, would be it would be pr- 
Listen, I've looked at some of the threads for Death Wish. It needs it. It fucking needs a clown hammer thread, okay? Well, you know so we, you should we should go and do that. I, I need to get our official movie sectastic uh, uh, thing running on IMDb. Uh, I, I think we have it under our name, but I have to make sure it's all up. I have to update it, basically. But yes, okay. if I update that, I will start the clown hammer thread. Uh, next slide. Okay, next slide. Next slide, you'll see in the background, clown hammer descending the staircase. <laughs> yeah, there he is. You will also see to the right, the man holding the potted plant. And I keep calling it a plant. It's really a tree. It's a small tree. It's as tall as he is. Yeah, it's over his it's fucking still, shoulder. It's, yeah, it's, 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 little, it's still a little hard to see that it's, he's carrying it. But It's, he it's like he it. picked it up within the airport and is stealing it. Which is the only thing that makes sense to me. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense. Oh, right, I like this slide. fucking plant. I'm going to take this fucking thing. That was slide <laughs> 5B. Move on to 5C, sir. Uh, this is just airport six. Oh, six. Sorry. Slide six. Yes. There's the clown hammer guy. There he is. Now, first when I entering first the this, frame. That's the first time I noticed him. I was like, holy shit. What the hell was that? I paused it on Netflix. It was really hard to see on Netflix. I got myself the Blu-ray copy, which this is a screenshot from. On the Blu-ray, clear as day. That's a fucking clown hammer. It, it's not a suitcase with a long handle. Right. It's not a... It's not a. It's not an umbrella hooked around like a duffel bag. That's a fucking clown hammer. There is no <laughs> way that could be anything but a giant red mallet nope. ready to crush a clown. Definitely a clown hammer. Right. Now, if you advance to slide seven, there we go. It's just another shot of the clown hammer, and yep. to the right, uh, another shot of the guy holding the tree. Charles Bronson never sees the clown hammer. He turns just as the clown hammer passes. Yeah, he might have shot him if he saw him. I would like to see Clown Hammer take on uh, Charles Bronson. I, I think it would be a draw. It'd be a good fight, though. Sure. For, for all we know, there's a whole side story with the Clown Hammer guy manning out his own justice for his own killed children. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know what? Maybe it was going to be its own film, but it just never got off the ground. I think you know what? I think I need to write that story <laughs> tonight after a couple of martinis. Oh. I All right, have a slide tonight eight. Myself. <laughs> slide eight. Slide eight. Here we go. Just another shot showing that the clown hammer guy is now. This is important because the clown hammer guy. This guy is not just walking through an airport with a giant clown hammer. He's walking towards the airplanes. Yeah. Well, come on. This guy. Kersey just got off a plane boarding a gun. Oh, you're carrying this on, right? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we have no problems. Wait a minute. So that shit doesn't need to be X-rayed. Because he's carrying it? How come they were hijacking planes every day in the 70s? There's like no security. There's just no, nothing. They but hated us as much. I, I want to see this guy checking the clown. That clown hammer is not even going to fit in the overhead compartment. No, that's sitting on no his lap the whole ride through. That clown hammer is sitting on his lap with a handle across the two people sitting next to him. You, you, you don't mind if I put my clown hammer here, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have been traveling a lot in the past couple of years, and uh -huh. I guarantee you, you're not making it into the airport if you're carrying a clown hammer. No, no, that's no. that's a, that's a no. All right, things get a little weirder as we go on to slide nine. Slide nine. Okay, slide nine. Uh, Charles Bronson and, uh, or Paul and his son-in-law are heading towards the bench to have a little discussion about how life sucks. In mm. the background, you can see the tree guy. 
uh, carrying the tree now at a 45 degree angle or 90 degree angle, and he's walking away from the jetway. Next to him, walking yeah. towards the gate, is Pimp Daddy. That's right. He should be around. all the way through the gates at this point. And we want to start watching the only person on the second level at all, the woman in the fur coat. <laughs> Top center, looking to the left, to, uh, to, the, to the right. That's right. Stage left. She, uh, right. You're right. She's the only, only thing up there. Only thing up there standing there, almost posing. It's like, okay, where do I want to go? Oh, I can go left. Unless it's a mannequin. <laughs> it's just right. advertising a fur coat. But, I, oh, but that also, would be even creepier because that would mean no one is up there. Oh, did, did you move the slide yet? Yeah, it's on 10. Go back Go back to 9. Okay. I also forgot to mention... We back? Yes, we are. I also forgot to mention that towards the far right, you can see a girl carrying snowshoes. <laughs> and then just behind her to the, at the far right is a woman with a dead child in her lap. <laughs> and during the during this later on I, I somehow the child or, comes back to life like, but there's a long there's a long section in this scene when the when they're walking around where she's shaking this dead child on her lap like little billy why aren't you breathing it's from it's here it, it looks like danny from the shining i mean <laughs> <laughs> red rom red rom yeah, that's the, what he looks flight, like the flight back from the hotel was not a pleasant one i no, tell you no all right. Uh, and, oh, I, I love the fact they have ashtrays built into the benches at the airport. God, the seventies are sucked. Uh, yeah, ashtrays were on planes. I mean, you, they're still on some planes. They're that old, but they're obviously unused. So, uh, I think when did uh, smoking in air, like in airports and planes, stop? Oh, it was like mid nineties, right? Just, I just started flying a couple years ago, so I have no idea. Okay. All I know is all the airplanes still have the do not smoke lights, and they're always lit. So, can we just like get rid of these now? So <laughs> the one thing that pissed off all smokers uh, was the fact that they stopped allowing you to smoke anywhere you wanted. And it's like, you know what? I like coming home from a bar or just being out and not having to throw my clothes in the wash the second I get home. <laughs> well, you know, it's it smokers are filthy animals. What do you want? Hey. Um <laughs> uh next slide. So we're on 10, right? Uh we're on 10 now. Yes. Okay. So at uh, on the second level, you see the woman in the fur coat now walking towards the stairs, the clown hammer stairs. Uh, are you sure? In number 10? Yeah, number 10. On top, the, the, she, the woman in the fur coat is above the steps, the son-in-law. Oh, uh, yes, you're right. Oh, wow, she's almost like, it's yes. like camouflage. Just she almost looks like she's in the window, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because there's nobody up there. So she's she's almost looks like she's looking at the camera and she's walking towards the staircase. And behind Paul, you can see the guy walking away with the potted tree. <laughs> which which in the fact he's walking in that direction says only one thing to me. He got off the plane with that tree. <laughs> it, either that or he stole it from the actual airport. I mean, can, either one will work. And I can in, in my head I wish they could reshoot this and just have a, a scene like with the, the flight attendants on the plane, like just like waiting. So, oh man, that guy with the tree. What the fuck was that about? I know, I know. That's the, I, I I will never get to see anything crazier than that. What's that guy? Is that guy carrying a hammer? They got what are one crazy. Was that a pimp? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of pimps, uh, go to slide eleven. Eleven. And in the back, 
coming away from the air, airplanes is the cowboy again. <laughs> so I, it's like they told these people to just, you know, what, when you walk to one end, just start walking to the other end. Well, yeah. So you the, know, just, so the, just, just so that there's movement everywhere. Which works if you just look like a normal person. But if you're just like Clint Eastwood, <laughs> it's, it, fr from the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's, you're going to notice them. And also, let's look up at the top uh, second level. And if you notice the woman in the fur coat, yeah, at one point, she got halfway to the stairs and said, oh, no, wait, I'm going to go the other direction. So she's now all the way to the other end of the balcony. Right. So it, my my assessment of, yeah, just here's your here's your start point end point like everyone got one you're walking to the end of the stairs then you're walking to the other end you're going to walk to the front then you're going to walk to the back and everyone had their own cues and everyone just did that and, and, and when you're just an avid movie goer and you're not noticing shit like that you're not noticing all the chaos it's like when you watch um when you watch a movie and let's say braveheart for instance and you have like all these battles you know going on like say this the, the the center of the screen is two characters fighting but then behind them are you know dozens if not uh, hundreds of people fighting if you start to notice what they're doing you can really notice that they're not doing anything you know yeah, some of them are just kind of meleeing you know they're just kind of moving like this some of them are pretending you know some of them just <clears throat> aren't really doing much at all because your center of attention is supposed to be on, let's say, Charles Bronson and the son-in-law. And, and that's why in scenes like this, you, like you know, good directors will have the background slightly out of focus or they'll have the angle shot. I mean, there's too much. And, and again, it's easy to do when everybody's not dressed like a different version of Where's Waldo. Right. Slide 12, sir. Uh, oh, you know a perfect example of that? From Dusk yeah. Till Dawn. Some of those bar scenes where you have some of those vampires fighting. No, seriously, uh -huh. look at some of those vampires fighting in the background. They ain't doing a fucking thing. They're just kind of moving around like, you know, like a character would in a video game, just like nothing. And it's, and it's also like some of those films where um, uh, you'll you'll notice somebody fighting in the background and get killed, and then they're fighting again later in the background. Like right. the same extras keep getting killed over and over again. <laughs> All right, so in sl slide 12. Slide, slide 12, and this is the next to last slide. Uh, if you look up at the balcony, you'll notice to the far right that the the woman in the fur coat went uh, from <laughs> turned around from the far left and went all the way back to the clown hammer stairs and is now descending the clown hammer stairs. She is actually walking down the stairs. Or so she went all the way right, all the way left, and then all the way right again through the course of this short scene. Yep, she started in the middle. Yes. Now. Just below her to the left, you'll notice that the woman with the dead child is now preparing to stuff him into a suitcase. <laughs> and to the and just pe just to the left of Paul in the background, there's Pimp Daddy again coming away from the planes. <laughs> and the guy in fr and the guy just in front of him, I'm pretty sure he was getting on the plane too. So I don't know. I guess like maybe they canceled all the flights. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe. Hey, you never uh, but, know. But it's gate one through seven. There's there's definitely still stuff out there. You could just hang out there. Oh sure. Oh definitely. And then, and then if you go to uh, slide thirteen. Okay, final slide. Beep. To the left, there's the goddamn <laughs> cowboy again, <laughs> heading back to the plane. And I'm almost convinced he's carrying a different suitcase this time. <laughs> I'm probably wrong, but I, I, god damn it, why is the cowboy <laughs> heading back towards the plane? Uh, very observant of you, sir. Oh, and a young Stan Lee to the right next to the girl in green. 
<laughs> almost could be Hunter S. Thompson from a slight angle, but <laughs> maybe, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. I did notice all of these things because as soon as I noticed the clown hammer, I'm like, <laughs> well, that, that I'm like, okay, there's there's a fucking guy in a poncho. There's a pimp. And I'm like, I'm looking for other things. I'm like, all right, there's the fucking clown hammer. Scott told me, he kept saying clown hammer. And he goes, well, you got until we review it to figure it out. And, you know, I saw it last night immediately because it was in my psyche because you told me about it. I yeah. might not have noticed any of this if you didn't say it. Um, I, I like to, like, like a couple of days afterwards, I I, I, uh, I, mentioned, I I would just text him randomly all week, clown hammer. And at one point, Joey asked me, is this like a metaphor for something? Said, no, no, it's a clown hammer. Because I was like, because I know the challenge was New York and Tim Curry was in Times Square. And if this is a thing about uh, the TV movie of It, I fucking hate that movie. I, I don't care that it scared you when you were a kid. I could give a fuck that Tim Curry is your worst nightmare because he's a cl fucking hate that movie. I don't care if you think it's the best Stephen King movie ever made for television. I don't care. Well, I think it is utter shit, and I don't like it. I never did. It beats Tommyknockers. It's better than Tommyknockers, but I hate that fucking thing, too. There isn't a single Stephen King made-for-TV movie that I like. I think they are oh, all wait. shit. Which one's the one with time travel? Uh, is that the... Uh, the uh, what is it? The uh, green. Langoliers. The, the, the Langoliers with the green, the, the green glow, and, and or was that Tommy Knockers? Tommy Knockers is the green glow. Langoliers okay. is the is the plane is yeah. the airplane airplane time travel. Yes. I could give a fuck about the Langoliers. I can give a fuck about the stand. I can give a fuck about uh, fucking it. I hate them all. Rose Red. You just, fuck you just hate clowns. That's all. Fuck t Stephen King uh, movies uh, or TV movies. He's got some oh. decent regular movies and if, if slide 13 is slide 13 still up yeah it is uh to the right i'm pretty sure that's the guy the guy uh with the plant talking to somebody and the plant's gone yeah it's it's not even there anymore yeah so <laughs> it what, is the, that is the guy the that is the guy with the plant he gave it yeah. to somebody because again he's got a white scarf it's like you can still pick him out of a crowd yeah. what happened he looks like he just came from the fucking met oh. <laughs> There's again, at this point, I don't care about Paul anymore. So yeah, you're angry. You're gonna kill some people. I, I want to follow the cowboy. What if the cowboy and the clown hammer get on the same plane? There's an awkward flight. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a man with a clown hammer before. Yes. You mean you mean business? <laughs> All right. So the the slides are done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my air death wish airport presentation. Thank you very much. <sighs> very good. Very, very good. I would like um, to even take that and separate that as a separate video and throw it on YouTube. Just that alone. Sure. What's with the fucking clown hammer? Death Wish clown hammer. <laughs> that would have been a great sequel, too, if, if they just like, ah, forget Paul, we're just going to follow the clown hammer guy. Boy, Avenging boy. the death of his, his grandfather clown. Grandfather. Maybe that you know, could be it. An another thing, we should mention it because we are reviewing it. Um, and it's probably... Kersey, Paul, he doesn't catch the guys that you know kill and, and uh, rape uh, his wife and daughter. No. He doesn't no. kill them. But that the reason why, from what I gather, the reason why is because it sets him off on this vigilante 
uh, you know, a tandem. If they caught the guys... Tangent. Tangent. Uh, tandem. That works, too. Anyway. I think so. Yeah, sure it does. You could look it up. Um, <laughs> uh, it works because if, if he caught them or the police did, there's really no motive to continue doing what he's doing. Okay, uh, tandem is two things arranged one in front of the other. So, I, I, no. Yeah, I guess you're right. Sorry, I, I, you know what? No, I, I was I I was remembering the definition as you started talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, tandem like bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? The bike. Tandem bike. Oh, tandem. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tandem. Tan <laughs> no tangent. You're right. That's but, that no, is. No, what... So he, he so he wanted he went on a uh, he went on a killer tandem. T a killer tandem. Yes. Uh, no, you're right. I meant tangent. That's okay. Keep going. I didn't mean to stop you. No, that's what I was. That's what I was getting at. Is that it, yeah. if the police or even himself caught the the guys, it's it. There's no movie. Well, yeah, because there is no closure, and that's unless kind of the... he kills them at the end of the film, which would have been cool, but it didn't have to happen, and it didn't. Right, and and, and that's the big thing in the book too, because there's a sequel uh, as well, and in in the books, the whole idea is, is like uh, again, he never even sees. You never even see them do anything he finds out after the fact and it's just just the whole idea of this this the violence in society eroding them away and uh taking a, like a, a liberal a bleeding heart liberal character uh who's always felt for the poor and and the indigent and lashing out against these criminals that are you know wreaking havoc so to speak havoc. and uh that there, there is no end in sight to it and then when he finally decides to stop there's a copycat out there uh, but that that might be spoiling the books, um, which are available on Kindle uh, on Amazon. By the way, I'll put I'll, I'll post links on our Facebook page because because I'm awesome, awesome like that. All right, yeah. So, um, so should we rate the film right? and then I can give you your movie challenge? Uh, sure. On IMDb right now, uh, Death Wish is at seven stars, solid. With twenty-two thousand votes, seven, huh? Uh huh. Kind of high. Uh, maybe not. Maybe seven's okay. I'm trying to think of why I'd give it a six instead of a seven. I mean, for the time, the, the first half. Of, oh, can I mention one other thing? Yeah. Before we get there, it just occurred to me. Uh, we, we only see like the, the great room in the bedroom of this apartment, this New York City apartment, uh, throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, then near the end, when the cops start tailing him, uh, he, 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 he can't just like sit at home, so he sneaks out to kill some more bad guys. And he sneaks, apparently they have a back door through the kitchen. Do you remember the kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> this whole house, white, uh, feng shui you know, like, like a designer came in and did it. Everything's like nice and clean and, and solid lines, uh, Art Deco a little Except bit for maybe. That yellow foil wallpaper. Yeah, <laughs> bright yellow on like reflective foil, and it's a small. It's like it's it's about the size. It, a bathroom. Yeah. Would be the right size for that. Tiny, dingy. Can't have been in the same building. Well, here's the thing. Can't and, have been. And in the same and building. I'm gonna I'll explain to you. Um, that used to be uh, a career of mine before I, I got into uh, IT. My father owned a wallpaper and paint company for decades. I mean, 30 or 40 years. Easy. 
and even when I was working with him, which is just a mere 15 years ago, we were still hanging paper like that. Um, but in the 60s and the 70s, foil wallpaper was, uh, as Gino said, uh, I say, the cat's meow. So I am not surprised that they had a room that looked like that. I really am not, because I cannot tell you how many fucking houses I did work in where I'm either hanging that shit or I've seen it. So when what, the only thing that I said when that scene came up, and I'm like, wow, that is some really yellow foil paper. And th the thing about foil wallpaper, when you hung that stuff, it became, it was your wall. You couldn't just remove that shit. So it was there permanently. The only thing you could do is either rip the wall out <laughs> and start over or paint or wallpaper over it. Those are your two options. So uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if they're like, yeah, maybe we should do something with this. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not coming off. <laughs> it's it's here to stay forever. Uh, so it's funny you mentioned uh, the, the foil wallpaper, but it was the first I saw oh. I just immediately. Yeah. And... Uh, just behind you while you were talking they had mm -hmm. the scene where the cop uh they they, they think he's the uh they oh, think the they, they, the, yeah so so the uh the cop uh gardenia she, takes a locksmith up to the up to his house like yeah let me in and he lets him in and that's it he starts flipping around like wow no no search warrant no uh due pro just <laughs> just yep. yeah i'm gonna go up and, I'm, I'm gonna go up and stoop at this guy's house okay fine oh yeah i love it when he sees his own face on people magazine like He's famous enough to be on People magazine. Yeah, no. and again, while you're again, it's like you said, they're just selling magazines. Yeah, in the background, when they cut to the street while he's breaking in, big billboard, Newsweek. So really? Oh yeah, the then the other one, the New Yorker. <laughs> Man, magazines were the shit back then. Yeah, they sure were. Man, wow. Uh, so we hey. we were saying uh, seven. Uh, um, I'd be I'd be okay with a six. I don't think I fight you too hard if you really wanted a seven, though, just because I, 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 of the time that it came out, and uh, the fact that it it isn't a terrible movie. I don't think it's a very good movie, but typical <clears throat> for the time period. Very it is, for yeah, time. for the time period, it it, it fits, it works, but um, uh, just just for the Herbie Hancock soundtrack alone, I'm willing to go to a six. Okay, I'm I'm good with that. All right, six it is. And uh, taking a look at the IMDb demographics, which always thrill me, uh, highest demographic is seven at 33% as far as ratings go. And then uh, it's, it's pretty across the board as for uh, demographics. Uh, the lowest is um, females under 18 at 6.8. And the highest is males under 18 at 7.3. So it really just, it's... It's all around six or seven. Not, not really any fluctuation there. Males under uh, eighteen really were digging the nudity, huh? Uh, well, uh, yeah, or the clown hammer, or the well, yeah. probably oh, and, more and, than nudity. And, and and four IMDb staff members rated it an average of six point two, which I give a fuck. So thank you IMDb <laughs> for letting me know. <laughs> you know, I don't want to know what Sally at the video store likes to watch at night, and I don't care what IMDb people think of the movies they're posting about. So. Let's just fucking stop that, huh? They're never going to stop that. 
I don't care what people I, I I don't care you know what most people I know think about movies and books, let alone some stranger that's stocking the shelves. Yeah, I agree with but, that. But you know that. But I'm 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 just being a jerk. That's all. Okay, movie yes. challenge time. Oh. I got a slew of movies I can challenge you to. Uh huh. Uh, I'll go through each one. If any one of them tickles your fancy before my final challenge <laughs> to you, I will yeah. give you carte blanche. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I get hints. Of course. Do you want hints okay. for everyone that I'm thinking, or just the last your, one? Your, your call. Your call. All right. I'm not going to give you hints because I've got seven <laughs> movies here. Give, I can give challenge me a hint you for the to. last one then. All okay. right. Um, the first one, and I'm. It, it's just made the list because Olympia Dukakis is in the film. Briefly, she plays one of the uh, the female uh, cops. She's in the well, scene she, she when she couldn't play one of the male ones. She's in the scene uh, where. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I know you did. <laughs> hey, I corrected. I corrected myself earlier. Or something like that. Don't. It's okay. Where uh, Gardenia, he's he's talking about, you know, trying to catch this person. She's not saying anything. And then in the next shot, she is she's talking, you know, statistics of you know, crime is down, things like that. Well, she plays his wife in the film Moonstruck, which they oh. made like fifteen years later, or uh. thirteen years later. I just thought uh. that was like a, a a good enough coincidence to put it on the list. I am not challenging it to you. Thank you. I, I thought about it briefly, but then I said, "Fuck it, I don't feel like watching that again." Uh, the only reason I even made the list was that, and the fact that we could probably do a lot of Italian over-the-top Italian shit with it, but uh, I, you know what? I don't feel like doing it. Uh, then you got Little Shop of Horrors, which is a favorite of mine mm -hmm. um, because Gardenia's in that as well. Then you oh, got... the original. Is that the original or the remake that you're would, about? Well, if we did it, it would be both. It would be, you know, the... the oh, uh, you know, that's re, right. You know, original remake, it would be that. You know, that, uh -huh. uh, the, that bit that we, we do once in a while. Yeah. Um... And I'm open to doing that, but it's not what I'm challenging you to. Um, then, out of nowhere, Christopher Guest is in the movie. So I'm thinking, I gotta Who's go that? Spinal Tap. He's the cop that, that, that at the end of the film, where he goes to uh, Gardenia. He's like... Uh, that uh, was Christopher Guest? That's Christopher Guest. That gave him the gun? Yeah. I did not notice that. Holy yeah. shit. I'm rewatching it last night, and I'm like... How did I never fucking notice that Christopher Guest is in this movie? Oh, man. <clears throat> and then I, I, I looked it up just to be sure, and I'm like, holy shit. It's Christopher fucking Guest. I and I'm thinking I'm thinking that. Spinal Tap. I'm like, I could challenge Scott to Spinal Tap. Um, that's good. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm not. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, okay, now we're down to the last four movies. And because of this fucking clown hammer... The only thing I'm thinking of is Conan. The one <laughs> the one bad guy with the fucking giant hammer. Like he's got it on his shoulder, you know. I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna challenge you to, to fucking Conan, but I'm th that's all I kept thinking about because of this clown hammer, clown hammer, clown hammer. Even before I watched the movie, I'm thinking, Alright, the, the clown hammer, it's gonna be a giant hammer, and I just kept thinking Conan. Uh alright. Now the three these are my main three. Okay. All right. And that's the, the actual film, Bronson, with Tom Hardy. No. All right. 
And I really liked that film. I know you didn't. So I was thinking... It was okay. It wasn't bad. I was just, you know... I, I liked it a lot more than than, yeah, than, I, than I you did. That. That's for sure. So I was yeah. like, oh, let me put it on the list in case Scott wants to do kind of review where it's like I liked it, you didn't kind of scenario. Then I'm thinking... Then I'm thinking the Kevin Bacon film Death Sentence. Which is a film adaptation of the sequel to the novel. Right. And I was right. like, oh, that would be a great challenge because, you know, it's the same theme, but it's kind of like a modern day take on it. And mm. the violence is through the roof. It's just, it's actually a very good film. A very much better than the original Death Wish. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was thinking that, but then my actual challenge and the theme is this film is in New York and I wanted to go over across the river into New Jersey and it's a comedy. And it's one of my all-time favorites ever. Cadillac Man. No. No. Uh, give no. me a hint. Okay. okay. Comedy in New Jersey. Takes place mostly in Newark. Newark. Do the right thing. No, that's, that's no, also that, New York. That was in Newark. Yeah, that was in New York. Okay. Takes place mostly in Newark. A lot of, a lot of places in New Jersey, like the Meadowlands, uh, Atlantic City, the Garden State Parkway. Down neck in Newark, Portuguese section, all th all over the place. Okay, well, what's what's the movie about? Uh, it's about two idiots that are basically gophers for the mafia. Oh, wise guys! Yeah, baby, wise guys. Yeah, wise guys. Okay. I fucking love wise guys. I can probably talk about that movie ad nauseum. So even though it's a film I love, I want to review it. That'd be a nice break, and if that's one of those. That movie's like Throw Mama from the Train. It's like at the time the actors were big and and they, the the movies were popular and everybody knew these people and right. and it's, it, and they just like dropped off the face of the earth. It's it's like and it's not even like more uh, more like uh, stuff like The Adventures of Ford Fairlane was like Jesus, we're trying to forget that shit. Uh, this is stuff that they weren't bad and people actually did like them back then. Uh, but you know, it just. It just drops out of the culture. It's like it just wasn't relevant enough. But we still hang on to it. I always find that interesting. And I always like thought that. it would be an easy way for you to challenge Dead Heat to me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> not not to give you a challenge, not, but uh, I'm throwing it out there. Dead Heat. <laughs> uh, I love that movie too, by the way. Oh, it's a horrible film, but I love it as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember, I, I, I remember seeing, uh, like, Wise Guys, a mere one year earlier. I think Dead Heat came out, or two years. Dead Heat came out in 87. Um, <clears throat> either 86 or 87. I'm, I'm foggy on the exact year. But Joe Piscopo in Wise Guys is this tall, skinny stick, and in fucking Dead Heat, he's, like, got an eight-pack, and he's just fucking ripped. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> happened? What was that? Was that Family Guy joke? It was like, "Hey, Joe, here's the weight set, but only use it on your off time." <laughs> That's like first season Family Guy when it was still like you know when it wasn't annoying anymore. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that's uh, my challenge to you, wise guys. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I have it too. I know I have it. I just I, I I have it, but I haven't watched it since. Oh, like I have it. I have it on DVD. Ago. I ordered it on Amazon because it was the only place I could get it. No, I definitely have it, so I just got to watch that now. All right. <laughs> uh, fine. 
So wise guys. All right. Uh, this has been episode 172 of Movie 71, Sucktastic. 171. Well, the next episode will be episode 172 of Movie Sucktastic. This, however, is episode 171. Yeah, don't confuse anyone. I, who, who's confusing what? Thank you for listening to Strangers and a Strange... No, no, never mind. That's the wrong music. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the right music. <laughs> We're completely... But at least the computer didn't crash. Not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it was taking a long time for that music to come on. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, we're literally 60 seconds away from Under ending this wire. show. Under the wire. And I have my computer set up now to properly save cache files for when it crashes. You're, you're playing with fire. Do the spiel. Get us out of here. So that I can see exactly what is causing it. Anyway. <laughs> All right, everybody. Episode 171. Uh... Make sure you go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. I cannot reiterate enough. It is completely brand new. You should definitely check it out. Uh, starting next week, Scott and I, I know we've been saying it, but I'm going to make sure we test Ustream so that we can do that officially. Because uh, if my computer crashes with Ustream, then I know it's not, it's my computer. <laughs> it's like the graphics card or something. Um, but anyway. Um, you can listen to the show live there, or you can watch the show live. You can listen to it, uh, or you can download it. You can go to iTunes, and you can listen to the show and download it there as well. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can email us. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can also you can also go and download the free app for your phone or tablet for Android. It's 100% free, and everything I just said you can do right on there. Uh, makes your life a lot easier. Take it on the go. It's uh, it's really good and it's very free. And oh, that yeah. should that should do it. So, do you have any wisdom for everyone? Yeah. What do you got? I kill rich cunts. I kill rich cunts. I kill rich cunts. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you. Cunt, yeah, that's good. I liked it. Whenever you call, whenever you call me, that's what it does. There. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. I'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. We'll, we'll record it, and then you'll listen to it at a later date. Yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. Well, unless right. you tune in live. Which we recommend. In which case, we'll talk and record it, and you'll watch us talking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>